narcissist is defined as a person whose personality qualities include thinking highly of themselves, excess need for admiration and attention, belief that others are inferior, as well as a lack of empathy for others. This is my wife and I's story of our own narcissist-in-law. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Narcissist and Law. It's been a while. I had to think about what we called this one. It has been, God, a couple months. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yep. I am your host, Jason, joined by... Nicole. Yep. And the wife. The wife. This is episode 10, and um, the reason for this long, long delay is we were just kind of, even though it may not seem like it on the uh, other episodes, we were getting a little mentally burned out from this because, you know, those were not the good years. Yeah. So we kind of took a break and decided that we're just going to take this episode 10, so it's kind of cool, a 10-part series, I guess, Yeah. to uh, wrap this up. So this is going to be the last episode. Yep. Now, we may continue something later on. I don't know. We'll see. It's like a Netflix limited series. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't even remember how long ago it was. I can, I'm sure I can look, but. <clears throat> I know it's been a while. We also had been doing another podcast, which I'm sure he'll plug at the end of this for well, you to listen to. It's, our, it's, <laughs> in, it's in the feed as well. Yeah. Yeah. But doing the uh well, we have two. We have one with our little one, and that is called Little Shoes Big World, where we get her take on the world as it is today. Any questions she has, which we got to get back on the train of that one as well, but it's just been a busy, busy, busy time of year. And then we have one with our friend, Ashley, called The Weekly Wine. Yeah, and that, that one's just been a little more therapeutic in terms of, like, just a good midweek break, lots of laughter, and, yep, you know, just hanging out just better mentally. So, let's see if we can remember where we left off. I want to say it was, did we leave off with breaking things off and then getting back the first time? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So, just to refresh, Riley was almost two and we broke things off because she was spreading rumors about, or Teresa, the mother-in-law. Yeah, not Riley. Was spreading rumors about um, me and Jason drinking all the time and that we would just drop Riley off on Friday and drink all weekend and come back and get her on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I think we, I don't know how much we went into it, but I know we left off with, we broke things off with them. Um, and I want to say with it getting back and you meeting her first at world of beer and all that. right? Yeah. I think we did talk about that. Yeah. Talk about getting back together, getting back together, like, and then it kind of, it was normal. Yeah, it was normal and and we moved back to where we are now to our hometown, my hometown. Yep. So um like in another good reason to kind of end it now, I feel like is like between that point and when the, the relationship ended is there is things but they're not large by any means for the most part yeah they're, there's they're nothing petty things yeah there's nothing too eventful between there it really is just just petty things um the biggest thing i can think that happened between that time which, which is just petty was we did end up getting in a fight after all this because oh my god yeah um so jason had had surgery on his elbow 
long story, but he had surgery on his elbow, and um, my mother-in-law had kept Riley for us for a few days. Yep. Um, she came home, and she was supposed to go back up there with them that weekend to go to a family reunion. Well, during the time that she was supposed to be home with me and Jason, I got a stomach bug, and... Um, so yeah, it was a really interesting time. <laughs> yeah. So I got Jason puking because he's taking pain pills and he's feeling awful. And he's got a, a splint literally from like almost under his armpit all the way down to his fingertips. He can't do anything. We have a three-year-old and I am puking. I can't even function. I'm puking so much. So we asked my mother-in-law to come get her and she did. So by the time... Riley came home and like we're all feeling better like I can function and take care of everyone again you know the weekend came and Riley said I don't want to go to Gigi's this weekend yep. I want to stay with you and daddy oh yes I forgot about okay now yeah. I remembered a little bit but I like I blocked most of these things yeah out. as soon as you said that I do remember this fight yeah she said I want to stay with you and daddy well yeah she's three but she could verbalize when she wanted what something she wanted. Yeah. and she's always been a homebody and she's always been very sensitive to um, us as well so like if there's ever been something wrong with one of us she like doesn't want to leave our side yeah. so you know being three and not understanding the events of that week and why she couldn't be with us all week long you know she was a little stressed out too so yep. she wanted to stay with us so we said yeah yeah so I called my mother-in-law and I said hey you know I just want to let you know Riley doesn't want to come this weekend. I asked her, but she doesn't want to come. And she proceeded to tell me that sometimes you just have to make kids do the things that they don't want to do because it's what they have to do. And I said, well, none of that is her blood. First off, I said, she doesn't know any of them. Nope. And she don't have to fucking do that. Yeah. And so my mother-in-law still proceeded to tell me how she... Well, she's only three. She can't make her own choices or say what she wants. So then that basically uh, instilled the fight of, well, she's not a trophy like y'all act. Yeah. Because basically they just wanted to show her off, that's, you know. That's all it was. Yeah. It was like, hey, look at my granddaughter. Look at, you know. So then the fight kind of continued past that and um, that we... uh me and her ended up talking like two days later and she was going on and on about it and then telling me how Mark was still mad at us because we never apologized to him after we took Riley away and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, oh, yeah. I, and I, I was, see, this is why we get, this is why we're ending. Cause yeah. I'm just getting pissed. And I was like, I don't really give two shits about Mark or Mark's feelings in this. Nope. Like none of that had anything to do with Mark. If anything, he was, you know, on your side with saying that we were drinking all yeah. the time. And then going back to the things of him saying that he had to babysit his uh, grandchild on the weekends. And yeah, all the lies and all yeah, that the stuff. lies and for him work. using Riley as an excuse to get off of things. No, he was just as guilty of it as yeah. they were. So I basically told her I didn't care. And then I, I told her, you know, she said, I just don't want you to take Riley away. I feel like I can't say anything. And I was like... The biggest thing you need to understand is that this is mine and Jason's child. Yep. And whatever we decide to do with her is our business. It's not yours. Nope. It's not your choice to make. We want you in her life. And we do, I mean, we did our very best and probably. Too much. Yeah, too much to let 
you know, her around and in our life a lot. I mean, we... We put up with so much. We did. And and there was basically like, you know, anytime she called, even if it ruined our Saturday because she was like, oh, I'm on the way down. Like, she would not tell us she was coming. She would just wake up that morning, leave her house and call and say, oh, I'm on the way down. So it would like ruin our whole day. Expecting that we would just drop anything we had planned to accommodate her. And there's a few times where we eventually said, no, well, we already have these plans. And she would get... Yeah, she'd get upset. She'd get but, upset and start fake crying and oh. Yeah. But I you know, I basically told her, I said, you know, um, you're just gonna have to, you know, deal with that. And she kept going on and on and I remember the part I said that really hurt her was I said, Well, if you wanted a child, then you should have had your own. Yep. Well, the reason that really hurt is she I guess had tried or claims to have tried. I don't know what the truth ever was but she never could have a child i don't know that she actually i mean i can't say this for certain so i could be wrong i know that she had like an abortion or a miscarriage at like yeah a young age i'm not gonna go into the details of yeah it. it's not really just share you know right but as far as i know there was no other time i don't know if they actually i don't know if anybody ever tried or not i can't say that you know but i mean it just that yeah. doesn't mean you get to try and take over other people's children. Yeah. And that's basically what we were dealing with in a sense was, you know, every decision we made with Riley, you know, if they didn't agree with it, then she would basically make it known, you know, and over the next few years until up until the event when Riley was eight. So this is basically from like three to eight. Like you said, there wasn't. It was just pettiness, like trying to get her back from that their house sometimes all of a sudden like shit would happen and oh my god instead of taking like it just being like okay well i can meet you at this time well i had planned on doing this 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 and this and be like well you knew we were getting her today why did you wait till today to do all this stuff yeah and then it would be like and riley would want to come home oh yeah but like because they're an hour and a half away is it wasn't exactly just easy yep and then if we were like fine we'll just come get her it was like, well, I won't be there. I mean, I remember one time you, like, left the house yep. because she was getting her hair done. Yep. And you oh, called. Oh, yeah. Now, this is when I ended up meeting them in, uh, like, the Hinesville exit. Yeah. And she was getting her hair done, and she wouldn't answer the phone. And she, we didn't know she was getting her hair done. Yeah. She was supposed to be meeting us, but then just wouldn't answer. And... I can't remember who answered the phone, but I remember you told them, you tell her I'm coming to get my child. It was, she got the hair lady to answer. Yeah. Because it was um, supposedly some relation to me somehow. No blood, of course, because there's nobody blood related to me besides Riley. Yeah. Uh, but that I mean, there's other people, but I don't know the clue who they are. Got got her to answer. Like, and I, she was doing it. I guarantee you, like, oh, kind of like when you have your friend ask your parents if they can yeah, spend the night. Type like you thing. wouldn't be mean to yeah, her. I know. I was straight up like, no, <laughs> you tell Teresa I'm on the way right now to get my daughter. Yeah. And th- we had a lot of that go on. Yeah. Like, especially Thanksgiving break was always a big one yeah, because that's the one that always sticks out my head. Every we Thanksgiving. would, yeah. Because what we would do was because. A lot of the people in that side of the family were working around the holidays because there were a few nurses. Yeah. And um, so we would usually go up the weekend before and have Thanksgiving. And then Riley would just stay. 
and me and Jason always had to work like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, you know, at this point, you know, I, I would be like, well, just keep her till Wednesday and then I'll get her back. And I can very viv- vividly remember the last three years because I've been in an office job yeah. trying to get her back and, or I guess the three years prior to that, but trying to get her back and, you know, I had to work. So then I have plans like, okay, I've got to go meet her. I got to get her back. Jason's working. So, and he doesn't get off until five. So then I need to come home and I've got to cook pies and I've got to do this and do that. And I just want to relax and enjoy my family. And I wouldn't end up getting Riley back until five or six o'clock. Like if lucky, if you're lucky, there are sometimes I was like seven. Yeah. And uh, and he, you know, Jason was supposed to cook greens and stuff like that. So it would just like literally throw everything off. And she did it on purpose. She, she yeah. knew. She knew because we would discuss this before we'd even drop her yeah. off. And m- the last time I had to get her, my office always closes at two o'clock the day before the holiday. So the last time I was supposed to get her, I told her, okay, my office is closing at two. I'm going to leave straight from my office and go meet you. I didn't want to have to go home and then go back into town. Just wanted to get my child and go home. So I was going to go meet her. She didn't meet me until probably five o'clock. And then when I got there, we met at five below. She had her cousin with her. Oh yeah. I remember this, which I couldn't stand. And she didn't like me either. I don't think walked in. She like never said a word to me, never said, Hey, or anything. Then I had to go in there and wait for them to pay for everything before I could ever even take Riley. I, I think I stayed up to like eleven that night cooking pies because we just didn't get home till six or seven. Then you got to cook dinner, and you know. Yep. So it was just little petty things like that along the way. Yep, yep, yep. So those little petty things leading up to, well, I guess maybe we should lead off a little bit with some of the feelings that we started getting the gut yeah. the gut check so Riley, yeah because riley kind of started not wanting to go up there yeah and it was always centered around well it wasn't always centered around mark a lot of times i mean she would say that Teresa would just leave her there with just mark and like they wouldn't Teresa would make all these promises that we're going to go do this fun thing or this fun thing to get her up there and then would not do any of that like they wouldn't go do crap yeah it was almost like the older riley got the less they did for her and with her. Yep. And yeah, they would basically just get her up there and then Riley would like stay on her iPad the whole time. Instead of them, cause they would not do anything with her. It wasn't, they weren't doing anything with her because she was on her iPad. It was, she was on the iPad or watching TV because they wouldn't do anything. With yeah. Her. Cause they were like watching a movie that wasn't appropriate for her or she didn't want to watch. They even put a TV in the room she had, which sounds like a, Great, like, oh, I got you a TV. No, it was just a tactic to, like, have her a, a place to go where they didn't have to deal with her. Yep. Um, And then they, they basically, like, while she was up there, you know, I would call. And, I mean, as a mom and as a dad, because Jason did it too, your first question is, what'd you eat for breakfast? You know, hey, yep. good morning. Oh, my God. These- you know, what'd you eat for breakfast? I'm like, oh, I haven't had any breakfast. You know? And it would be, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, oh, where are you going to eat breakfast? Well, yeah. Gigi said we're going to go eat later. But, like, what they would do is they would eat at, like, 3 or 4 in the afternoon, and that's dinner. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything. Yeah. And you're dealing with a child. And the rest of the time, they would just let her eat popcorn, Pop-Tarts, chips, like. No real meal or food. No. 
just have stuff in there. And I and I would tell Teresa over and over again, like, hey, go get her those dino nuggets. Like, the, you can pop those in the air fryer. Like, boom, done. Yep. Go get her some mac and cheese cups. I started sending mac and cheese cups and Chef Boyardee in cans when she would go so that if they didn't have food, she could get something. Because they also never had food. Which ever. makes us sound like horrible parents that I was sending my child somewhere like that. But it was A lot of the stuff came out yeah, afterwards. Yeah. It was just one of those like, well, hey, like, if they don't have it, like, okay, I sent it for you. Yep. You know. Um, But, yeah, so Riley, you know, would kind of start complaining about being up there and just that they didn't do anything. And she kind of stopped wanting to go. And I thought it was honestly because they weren't doing anything. Yeah. Cause that's all she would tell us. But then like she would specifically complain about Mark and the way he treated her. Yeah. Like he makes me so mad. He makes me, you know, and we would hear like joke, like Teresa would joke about it. Like, Oh yeah. They were yelling at each other and stuff like that. Riley doesn't yell. No, I- I've never seen her yell except for at him. And one other little kid. I've never seen her be mean to anybody. Yep. She might get mad, but she's not going to tell you. But she would complain about him. Um, What else? I mean, that was mainly complaining about him, the way he would, like, joke, and I'm doing air quotes here, <laughs> like things like that. And but then this is where we kind of get a this, – this is foreshadowing um, the bruises. Yeah. So we noticed a couple of times Riley would like, um, well, first she would complain a couple of times like she thought she had a scratch or something like that. And we just thought maybe her fingernails like scratched her when she was wiping or something. Yeah, down there. Yeah. Um, But then there would be like a bruise like on her groin. And I'd say, and she would tell me it hurt. Like she would be telling me her underwear were hurting her groin. And I'm like, what? So I'd look at it and there'd be a bruise like kind of like, on her thigh, like, you know, on her... The th- crease. Yeah, the crease of her thigh and her crotch. Yeah. And I'd say, what happened? And she would say, her underwear did it. And I was like, I mean, I've been a girl my whole life, and I've never had a bruise right there from my underwear. Yeah. So that was the first, like, and the... the f- we, we asked her so many times, not just that one, not just them, but, like, over weeks, just seeing if her story would ever change about what happened. Yeah, and she, you know... She never budged on anything. And I'm like, you know, are you sure? Like, nobody's touched you, nothing. She's like, no. So I'm like, okay. And then, but I, you know, me and Jason would talk about, like, you know, feelings that we had. And then they came down here. We should have, and, you know, looking back on it, I wish we would have just listened to them then. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing is, like, they say that victims of sexual abuse, like, Nine times out of ten, it's the family oh, yeah. that does it. And you don't... It's hard to believe it's it. Ha- yeah, it's hard to believe Even that. Even if you don't you know? like the person. Yeah. It's still hard to think that something like that would happen. Because even, even as much dislike as I had for him, the way that I looked at him and Riley before I started having all those feelings was like, well, he, he does love her. He's known her since she was born. So he would never hurt her. Yep. You know? Um but then they came down here one day. Yep. And then we were going, and by we, I mean, myself and Nicole, I thought all of us were going, myself, Nicole, and Teresa ended up going to some relative of theirs. I don't really know how it is either, because I was going to go look at some photography equipment they had. Mm-hmm. And we asked Riley if she wanted to come, and she said, no, she'll stay here with Mark. I'm like, are you sure? 
She seemed okay with it. Yeah, and because they had the dogs with them and stuff, and so they said they were going to play on the trampoline, play with the dogs. And, I mean, at this point, like, she was happy to see them and everything yeah. and playing with him. They were throwing the ball outside. And we weren't going to be gone that long. It was really just up the road. So we're like, okay, you know, that's fine. So get back, and later that night... There's bruises. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, bathing her, and I'm like, what happened there? And she's like, I don't know, you know? And then I'm like... I mean, I immediately, like, I was upset. I just came yeah. out. I said, did Mark touch you? She was like, no. And I, I kind of upset her. Yeah. I remember being in the bathroom and, like, I upset her. And she was like, no, he didn't touch me. And I was like, you swear he didn't touch you? You know, and then Jason kind of had to tell me to, like, calm down. like Because yeah. she didn't really understand at that point what was, like, going on, I guess. Because she was, what, probably seven at that time. Yeah, would have been something. Yeah, so, um, so there's that, and then, like once again, you know, asking all these questions, she doesn't really same answer. She doesn't know. No, no, Mark didn't do anything. Nobody else touched her down there. We had unfortunately had booked a week long vacation with him in well um, Florida. Yeah, but prior to that, because really, I go back to think about in January. When that's really when I started noticing more things because that's when Ashley and Denny got married. Oh, yeah. And we went up for New Year's. I'm skipping. A... Yeah, you were skipping. Was that that year? Yeah. Okay, I guess yeah. it was. So, January of that year, Riley had really kind of quit wanting to go up there. Yep. And she had made several comments to me um, and to my mom, actually, about how she didn't like sleeping in the bed with Mark. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, that's right. I had already. Talked to Teresa and told Teresa, like, hey, like, she's seven years old. Like, no, this is not appropriate at this point. Like, when she was a baby, you know, like, I understand. But at this point, she has her own bed there and all that. It's not appropriate. Well, because I wasn't she wanted to sleep with them either. Right. And because I had addressed it (laughs) and Riley had mentioned to me that Teresa had slept in the bed with her, I thought everything was okay. Yep. Until she mentioned it to my mom another time, saying that, you know, Gigi went to bed with me, but then um, Mark came in the room and slept with me. Or Teresa would go to bed before Riley and Mark in her own bed, and then Riley and Mark would go sleep in Riley's bed. And I just was like, okay, that's odd. And then he had bought her some, like, special pillow to sleep between them in the bed, and Riley didn't. She was like, I hate that stupid pillow. Because he bought it so I could sleep between them, and I don't want to sleep between them. And yeah, no, like, cause, okay, hey, they are big people. Yeah. Like, there's and, barely room for them in a king bed. And Riley's tall. Yeah. She's not, she's not, she's not fat by any means, but she's not a small child. She's tall. Um, But when she told us, like, so we all went up there for that January, and we... Stayed the night on New Year's Eve. And we were going, we stayed that night on New Year's Eve because we had a wedding the next day. Yep. And I left early to go to the wedding because I was in the wedding. I was the maid of honor. Yep. Jason and Riley stayed with Teresa and they had New Year's lunch and all that with family. And then Teresa and Riley brought Jason to where I was and Riley went back with Teresa. And we kept in contact with her, talking to her, all that. And um, that night, we got on the phone to talk to her and found out that she hadn't had dinner or anything. 
And it was late. Yeah, it was like 9 or 10 o'clock. And Teresa was like, well, we ate earlier. And Jason goes, you mean lunch at like noon? And she was like, well, yeah, we'll get her something in a minute. Well, come to find out, they never got her anything. Teresa went to bed, Mark went to bed, and Jason had bought Riley a bag of chips earlier that day. And she was hungry for like real food, but because no one was awake... And they had, Mark had told her not to come in the room if he, if she wasn't going to sleep in there. Yep. So she went and got the bag of chips and ate, I mean, this is a big bag of chips. She ate whatever other chips were left in the bag because she was hungry. And she told us that the next day when we went and picked her up. That caused a fight. Yeah, that caused a fight. So then that kind of leads me into talking about the bed thing again with Teresa. I called Teresa. I gave it like a day or two because I learned not to confront her when I was mad. Yeah. So I gave it a day or two, and then I called her, and the opportunity presented itself, and I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Talked to her about the chips, which, of course, there's always an excuse. It was like, oh, no, we made her some mac and cheese, and blah, blah, you know. And I was like, no, you didn't, but, you know. She's like, all she had to do was, that baby, all she had to do was come tell me. And I said, well, she said Mark told her if she wasn't going to sleep in the bed with him not to come in the room. Yep. Oh, no, I'll talk to him about that. I'm going to get him. And... Then I told her that that was my other thing, was I had already told her before, I don't want Riley sleeping in the bed with him. You know, that when Riley goes to my mom's, she sleeps in the bed with my mom, and if somebody wants to sleep with Riley, it needs to be Teresa. Yep. And that they needed to have clothes on, because that was the other issue, was that Riley told my mom that Teresa didn't sleep with any clothes on, which is disgusting and inappropriate. Absolutely inappropriate. But... That was kind of the start of the beginning of that year. Yeah. Um, but Good then, yeah, now it. you can lead into your week vacation. Yeah. So then <laughs> we had the year previous, we had booked a vacation. We were just being, trying to be nice, trying to make things good. Yeah. So we had invited Teresa with us. Just Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> just Teresa. Well, we're getting ready. God, we weren't even looking at it really yet. I know we had kind of discussed it, never mentioned it to her, Teresa. And all of a sudden she calls one day and is like, are we going to Florida? Yeah. Because the year before she had ended up having to work or whatever. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, sure. And then it ends up being all of a sudden now that Mark's coming, mm-hmm. they're going to stay for the whole week instead of just coming down for a few days. And then they started having, okay, all these De- demands of where we could stay and things like that. I don't, yeah, like it would turn into a big pain in the ass. Like we couldn't spend what she said over a hundred a night for a place. Um, it she wanted it on the beach, but um, you, the pool needed to be covered. Yeah. Now, do you know any place that has a <laughs> that you could rent a damn house on the beach for a hundred dollars a night? Yeah. And no, so I finally talked to her and was like, look, if you want a place that's cheap, you're going to, you're basically going to be away from everything. Yeah. Because like way away. There were plenty of like, in, was it Cape Coral? Is that what it is? Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of houses, but they're like on canals and you basically have to have a boat. Yep. And I said, but we want to be near this other place because that's where we take our jet skis. And we found a house with a, you know, that was on a canal, we could put our jet skis in, had a pool, but it wasn't covered. But we were like, this is the cheapest we're going to find. And it was a nice house. It was actually really nice. And it was in town, close to everything. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was on the strip. 
Yeah, like I would stay at the house. Well, I wouldn't stay there now because it would just remind me of yeah. them. But. So all of a sudden, finally, they agree, and that's where we go. And well, you can't even call it a vacation. They were just, they. I think they came just to make it miserable. So before we get to the things with Riley, like, <laughs> first... Like we get there and everything's good. We go, we do, Nicole and I do our normal grocery shop when we do when we get there because we're there for a week. Mm-hmm. And like we have nowhere to put our food because they brought so much food that they took up the entire pantry and the entire refrigerator with yeah. just their food for a week. Yeah. A Literally week. boxes of Pop Tarts and like a Sam, Back. two Sam size things of Pop Tarts yeah. or Costco, depending where you're at. Cereal, the Jimmy Dean breakfast bowls, like all this Sam size stuff. Yeah, all, wholesale size stuff. Yeah. What really cracked me up was there was all this junk and then there was like some Slim Fast. In there. Yeah. I'm just like, that's not helping you. He was literally sweating unloading his food. Yep. And breathing hard. Yep, yep, yep. And because it was upstairs, like yeah. under the first floor was a garage and like a, a hangout area for the pool. So then you had to go upstairs to the main living area. Yeah. And so all that, and then they would just, oh my God, they would just do so much. I can't, I can't even remember everything they would do. Hey, first they wanted like to do everything together almost. Yeah. But wanted to go like to dinner at like three or four, like no. Uh-uh. Yeah, like the first night we were there, they were like, where do you guys want to go? We're like in the pool. And I'm like, I don't know. So we're like trying to think of places. And they're like, well, we could go eat in like an hour. And I was like, it's two o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I was like, if I eat, like, I'm not even hungry, first off, because I just ate lunch. But like, if we eat now, I'm going to have to eat later. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's okay. I'm like, no, I want to enjoy the pool. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, they would find these like, well, we're going to go to this, we want to go to this restaurant, and it's literally like an hour away. I'm like, why the hell will we go that far? Yeah, like, they never actually came, so we're basically across the street from the beach. Yeah. They never went to the beach. Oh, yeah, there. not once. They they got packed up and drove an hour, and it was an hour. They went to Captiva. To Captiva to see, they wanted to see the sunset. They are, no. The they wanted to see the sunset. They did, they came back before then. They, they were gone. Okay, it takes about an hour to get there. If they were gone, maybe four hours. Yeah, at most. And they wanted us to go, and we were like, "No, like there's a beach across the street." Yeah. We tried to tell them that Lovers Key, which was, is our like favorite place to go down in Fort Myers, um, it's a state park. So all they had to do if they didn't want to, we told them we could take the jet skis over there. Yeah. But we were like, if you guys don't want to do that, just park here. You walk out on the beach, we can get a spot. We'll drive our jet skis up to the spot, mm-hmm. which was, you know, it was kind of funny because they were going to buy jet skis for this trip, and they did, but they didn't work. Do you think they actually bought those? I don't know. Now, now I'm thinking about it. I don't even know if they ever bought them because, like, like all of a sudden, they started having all these issues, and it just wouldn't be fixed in time. Yeah, but then they didn't want to ride on our jet skis, which was completely fine, Thank but... God. They never, like, that's basically what we did most days. Like, we got up, got on the jet skis, we rode over to the beach, rode around, let Riley play, and then we come back. And, yeah, the day they went to Captiva, like, by the time we came back to get in the pool, they were already there. Yeah, we were like, oh. Like, <laughs> we were like, shit. 
we're like we were excited. We thought we had the pool to ourselves. Like shit, got back and they were there. <laughs> yep. So and then like squeezing a dog toy and knowing that it's annoying us and they're doing it on purpose and it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, like went out to sit yeah. on the couch outside on the porch. It was, has nice screen porch. Sitting there drinking coffee. Me and Jason just talking. And they're just inside squeezing this dog toy. So I slammed the door. Yeah. And they just start laughing. Um, yeah. So, now to get to the, the stuff that deepened that gut feeling we had. Um, God, where, well, to, where to start? So, well, first off, on the way there, I remember um, Riley telling you how Mark made her so mad. Because Riley rode with them for a little bit, remember? Mm-hmm. And then she wanted to get back in the car with us, and she said Mark was annoying her. And then one of the things Riley would always say is Mark would shoot her a bird. Like, who shoots an eight-year... She's eight at this point. Who yeah. shoots an eight-year-old a bird? Like, so Jason gave Riley permission to shoot him a bird if he shot her. <laughs> yep. So, like, the first night we're in the pool, he immediately starts in on her just picking at her and stuff like that. And um, so Riley shot him a bird. And then remember he like was being like trying to catch something and he like rammed his arm into her head and it hit the side of the pool. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, But also he kept picking at her where, she, you know, she's swimming trying to get away. And I have, a, I have a mask on, so I go underwater. And I see him pinch her butt as she's swimming away. Yeah. That was the first like... Okay, why are you, like, it's okay for me to touch her butt. Why are you touching yeah. her butt? Like, but, like, he would not leave her alone. Like, he would follow her like a damn lost puppy or, like, he was actually attached to her in the pool the yeah. entire time. Yeah, like, wouldn't let her just swim around. Would be right next to her no matter where she went, trying to, like, hold on to her, like, anything he could to be next to her. And so that was, like, you know, kind of the first, like, okay, like, this is kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the later on in the week was really when it got weird because I, me and Riley were downstairs at the pool. Yeah. I was about to say, is this the hair? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so a little bit of backstory. When I was a teenager, I worked at a, um, after school karate program place and the owner's daughter was kind of like my little sister and something similar kind of happened to her. So a lot of yeah. these behaviors kind of mimicked and like, that's really where these gut feelings started coming from because I had seen them before. It's just that when I was a teenager, I didn't understand as well as I did at my age now and being a mom. No, not um, even a little bit. You know? Yeah. So, um, me and Riley were downstairs in the pool and I got hungry and I asked if she wanted some lunch and she said yes. So I ran upstairs to go get her a hot dog and some chips and he wasn't down there when I went upstairs. Yeah. So I go upstairs and granted there is like, you know, there was like a um garage he could walk through to get to the pool whatever. There's a little hangout. Um but he was not there. So it like almost made me wonder if like he saw me coming and then went out yeah. the front door down under the garage to did, where we both came out together on those two, didn't we? I feel like yeah. it, I remember I can visualize this happening in my head. Yeah. So I, I'm coming back downstairs and Riley, there's like this little bar outside and Riley's sitting in the bar stool and he's standing behind her and he's just stroking her head and like playing with her hair yeah, and talking to her. And I was just like, but she didn't look 
happy at all. No, she didn't. And but then it's like soon as she saw he us, he stopped, which is even more guilty looking. Yeah. Like, I, and as soon as I walked out, I said, "Oh, hey, Mark," and he he stopped, and then I just proceeded to talk to Riley, and you know, um, and then I think he went and got in the pool or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, like two days later. We were getting ready to leave. This is, I mean, it's all weird, but this was the one that we, this, yeah, this, this was the, very, this was ugh. the big one. So we're getting ready to leave and we just all decided we we're going to do laundry. Like, you know, just so we don't have to wash clothes when we it's get home. So not, if, if you're listening to this and you go on vacation, if you can, wherever you're at the last day or the night before wash, mm-hmm. do, do your laundry fold and all that. It makes life so much better. Oh my God. Back. We did it in Disney one time. We literally I got, I got the water's hair at my ass. I, I saw that they had a laundry thing. I was like, mm-hmm. no, let's go and wash our stuff and all that. Yeah. And we did it. And it's, you just get home, put it up and you're done. Yeah. We went to, washing. we went to the laundromat, which was right next to the pool. Perfect. Yep. Put our clothes in there, hopped in the pool. Everything was done. Went back to the room. It was great. Yep. Um, Riley was sick. Yep. Then Riley got sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're doing laundry and me and Jason are in the bedroom folding the clothes and Riley's bedroom, it wasn't a very big house. So when I say on the other side of the house, it like literally was a split floor plan and I could look from one bedroom to down to Maybe where hers was. 30 feet at the most. Yeah. From one door to another, to one bedroom to another, from our bedroom to like the other side where both of those bedrooms were. Yeah. Now, last I left Riley, she told me, she asked me if she could go watch a show on her iPad in her bedroom, and I told her yes. Because she didn't have a TV in her room. Right. So, she was, and me and Jason were taking a shower. I think we took a shower, and then, like, we were folding the laundry. Yep. So, I told her yes. She went into the bedroom and shut the door. Me and Jason went in our bedroom, shut the door, and took a shower because Mark and Teresa were in the living room, which is literally right there. So we shut the door, get out the shower, fold the laundry. And I said, I'm going to go put these in Riley's suitcase. And when I walk into the room, I open the door and he's sitting in the bed with her. Marcus. Sitting or laying? Kind of laying. So they're twin beds. Riley's laying on her stomach with her iPad up against the wall, trying to just watch her show no interest in mark and he is sitting on like the side of the bed kind of with like one arm like over her body kind of leaning where he's like laying on her legs almost um and i keep in mind our child doesn't wear clothes very often so she was literally in like a t-shirt and her underwear yeah laying in the bed but she had the door shut and and then at some point he proceeded to go in the bedroom and shut the door behind him. Yeah. Which, to me, was that's very no. odd because, like, if you were going to go in the bedroom, if you wanted to talk to her, interact with her, why did you feel the need to shut the door when you went in there? Exactly. So when I walked in, I said, oh, hey, what are y'all doing? And he goes, oh, we're just talking. And then Riley just kind of looked at me. So I, <laughs> I put... The clothes down, and I just said, hey, baby, you need to come brush your teeth so we can get you to bed. Like, just tried to, like, end it. So yep. he, he got up. He's like, all right. He called her monkey. All right, monkey, well, I'm going to go in here. Um, And so I immediately walked back to, no, 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 before that, I walked back to the room and got you. Mm-hmm. I went and got you. I said, he's in the bed with her, and you got up. And that's when, when Jason walked in the room, you said, 
all right, come on, baby bear, let's go brush your teeth. And that's when he was like, okay, well, I'm going to go, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was the weirdest feeling. And earlier, I want to say I skipped something, but we were sitting in the living room and they were getting ready to go shopping. And he was looking at pictures. I was just thinking about that before you said it. About yeah. How, like when she was a baby and like he was like about to cry. Yeah. He was like, oh, Which I look get at it. her. I mean, I get it. I'm that way too, but it's it's our daughter. Yeah. And the, the picture thing struck a chord with me because that's what I experienced this other guy yep. doing to this other little girl was like looking at pictures and saying how much he loved her and stuff. So it was just a very... um a very odd, you know, yeah, interaction. So when we leave, you know, I, well, I had asked Riley, like, what were y'all talking about? She, oh, he was just saying how much he was going to miss me and stuff like that. But, you know, she would never elaborate or anything. So when we left, um, me and Jason had a, another trip planned about a month after that for our anniversary. Yep, because we didn't get to do our big 10-year anniversary because of lovely, lovely COVID. Yeah. So we were trying to make it up. We were going to Disney World. Yep, to the Food and Wine Festival because yep. that year they were they actually having it. Yes. Well, they were starting it early. Yeah, they extended it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of COVID. Yep. And so we were like, oh, well, perfect. We'll do that. We were only going to be gone like two days. Yeah, two, three days. I think we were gone three nights, but we did two days, like, at the park. But Yeah, Friday, um, Saturday at the park, yeah. But, yeah, so we're only going to be gone, like, the three nights. And Teresa had already, like, said a long time ago she would keep her. Yep. Now, I didn't ask my mom because my mom works. Teresa worked at a school, so she was out of work all summer. Yep. So I didn't even think about, though, that, like, she'd already be back at work in July. So then it came out, like, oh, well, I'm going to be back at work at that time. And I said, oh, well, you know, my mom can just watch her and my sister. And she's like, no, well, we don't. Knew, right? Yeah. She's like, no, don't worry about it. Like, we'll figure it out. Well, the problem was I had to have somebody meet me and Jason, like, that morning. So, and she wasn't going to be able to. And so... My mom and my sister, because we'd already told them everything that we yeah. suspected also, they were like, don't send her, blah, blah, blah. We'll keep her. And me and Jason were just like, we don't want to cause a fight. Like, we don't really know if that stuff is true or if we're just reading into it. You know, Riley hasn't said anything to us. You know, when we ask, she maintains nothing's wrong. You know, so we were like, we don't want to, we don't want to cause a, a fight or anything. So... I just told my mom and my sister, no, don't worry about it. So we ended up dropping Riley off with Mimi and Papa. And then she went to Teresa's. And I kept, you know, she didn't have a phone at the time, but she had her iPad. Um, but I I kept pretty close contact on, yep. on her. Um, Friday was completely fine. When I talked to her, everything was great. And then Saturday, they were going to go to a water park, which they actually went. Yeah, that's true. They did actually they go. They did actually go. So Saturday was the day we were like actually in Epcot. And so I... It was a long day. It was a very long day. It was very hot. Yeah. So we got it. We got up early, got there when it opened. Um, I had talked to Riley, knew she was going to the water park. So I was like, okay, well, I'll check on her later. I knew they'd be gone a while. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't worry about it, you know. Um... So, later on in the day, like like I said, it got very hot. Um, I'm diabetic, 
and we had been eating food, but we'd also been drinking some. But because it got so hot, I just quit eating. I was like, I cannot eat anymore. I just felt like I was going to puke. So we went on a few rides that we could kind of cool off on mm-hmm. that were shaded. Because it was so hot. I mean, that's a concrete jungle there. Yeah. That's all it is. It's so and I'm like heat. pounding water, but we get off this ride and I'm like, I need food like now. Like, I'm so shaky. I'm going to pass out. Oh, so, so we got the wings out. Yep. Yeah. Wings and a beer. Wings and a beer. <laughs> get that sugar up. So got that. And then we decided we were kind of ready to leave. So we were just going to go um, take the bus to like the downtown Disney or Disney Springs. Disney Springs. That well, shows my age. Yep. But <laughs> it was good. We thought we were being slick. <laughs> Because so there, I don't think there was a bus that took you directly to Disney Springs from Epcot. So we asked one of the people there, and they said, "What well, the fastest way is if you take a bus to oh, is it Saratoga Springs or Sarah- Saratoga something? Yeah, yeah. And then get the bus from there to Disney Springs. We're like, okay, so well we do that, and uh, wait, there's no bus coming. So we're like, okay, well, I pull it up. And I was like, hey, Disney Springs is like, you can walk to Disney Springs from Saratoga. So mm. we're like, okay, that was probably what, a 45 minute walk? Yes. It was a lot. That map was not to scale. We were, all I got to say. We, we were literally drenched in sweat. Yeah. I think we had did like almost 20,000 steps yeah. because of that. I remember my watch saying for that day we had done 20,000 steps. I burnt like 4,000 calories. Yeah. And so during the time we're walking, I'm like constantly checking my phone because I just, I haven't heard from anybody and I'm like, okay, like this is weird. But because we're walking, I'm like, you know, I'll just wait till we figure out where we're going to eat So and I'll call and check on Riley. We finally get to Disney Springs and we find this Italian place, I think, right? Yeah, it was yep. an Italian place and they, of course, didn't have reservations so we couldn't sit anywhere, but there was two spots at the bar. Huzzah. So we sit down. And Nicole, I tried calling Teresa, and no answer, of course. Mm-hmm. So get there, and she's I sit down, order a drink. She orders a drink, and she goes to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, and I take my phone with me to yeah, the bathroom because like, I had just called. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm I get through a drink, and she's still on there. I get another drink, and I'm just kind of like, okay. So then I like. I was like, well, maybe she had to use the bathroom. I don't think there's a line. <laughs> I think I text you, but you didn't respond. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there, like, waiting. I, don't th- I think our food came. Or did Not we even yet. order? No, we hadn't, we hadn't ordered, ordered yet. yet. We hadn't ordered yet. And then all of a sudden, she comes out the bathroom. And, like, I I could just tell a look on her face. I was like, what the fuck? But she had to phone to her, her head. She goes to me, and all she mouths is, your mom. <laughs> and walks out. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what do I do? So I tell the bartender, I was like, don't let me take our spot. I'll be back. <laughs> and I go outside. Yeah. So what had happened in the bathroom was um, Teresa calls me back. I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, like, you know, completely good mood, whatever. She's like, hey. I said, um, what you doing? She's like, well, your child's not feeling good. I said, oh, what's wrong? She goes, well, now, keep in mind, Mark is a nurse practitioner, so they think he's God, that he knows everything. Yeah. So she goes, well, Riley's constipated, and Mark told me he's sending me to the store to get a suppository and an enema. And now, now, this child is eight. 
Yeah. And in my head, I, I kind of like, I kind of sit there for a minute and she's still talking and I'm still processing. And I said, wait a minute. I said, he told you to get a what? She says, an enema and a suppository. And I yeah. said, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really think that we need to do that. She goes, oh, you don't want him to do that? I said, well, no. I, I said, you know, she gets constipated all the time. Um, and I'll be home tomorrow. Yep. I can guarantee you when we hit the exit to come home. She'll have to use the bathroom. She'll have to use the bathroom. She goes, well, she hadn't felt good all day. And I got her some soup and blah, blah, blah. But she was sitting in the bathroom and she just started crying and she's bawling her eyes out. And she goes, so that's what Mark told me to get. And I said, you know, she's never had anything like that done to her. And I really think that if anybody's going to do that, it needs to be her mother. Yep. And I, I said, or or her doctor. And she goes, he's a nurse practitioner. And, you know, I don't know what to do in this situation. I, I, can't, I can't deal with her when she's crying like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why didn't you call me? Just let me talk to her. So... She proceeds, she's kind of like, at this point, you can tell she's panicking. So she's kind of talking over herself. And she's like, um, she's like, well, she went to the bathroom and then she called me and she just burst into tears. And I look in the toilet and there's blood all in the toilet. So we took her into the bathroom and Mark did an exam. I mean, he had a glove on and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean he did an exam? She said, well, he, he like, looked look down there. But he, ha- he had a glove on, though. He kind of pushed up there. And, he, and I said, are you telling me that your husband stuck his finger up my child's behind? And she lost her mind. Yep. Started cussing me out, telling me he would never do anything like that. And I said, you just said that he did that. She's like, I can't deal with her like that. You know, you left your child in my care and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, then I'll come get her. I said, y'all are not to do anything like that to her. I said, if she is that upset, why did you not call me? Yeah, like I do not understand that at all. I said that you're, I said, whose instinct is it that a child that you're caring for is constipated and the first thing you go to is I need to stick something up their ass? I said, no, your first instinct is you should call her mother or her father and say, hey, what do you usually do when this happens? I said, she's probably constipated because she hasn't ate anything but shit the whole time she's been there. And that really started the yeah the fight. Yep. And then, and so I'm still standing in the bathroom at this point and people are listening to me. They're just walking out and I'm in an Italian restaurant and this Italian music, I mean, we're in Disney World, this Italian music is playing. She said, I can't fucking hear you. You need to get out of wherever you are. I said, I'm in the fucking bathroom trying to talk to you because you are being stupid and it's my anniversary. So I go, she hangs up on me. So this is the point where I walk out and I'm calling her back and I tell Jason it's his mom and I go outside. And then she starts, this is how she would do every fight. Everything that had bothered her for, like, from the beginning of time. Just comes out. Yeah. 
So she proceeds, because I made the comment like she's probably ate like shit, she proceeds to tell me, I just don't feel like you trust me. Every time you call me, you ask, the first thing you ask her is what she ate and if she's drank enough water. And I said, yeah, Teresa, because I'm her mom. I said, Jason does the same thing, so why are you mad at me? Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's just the first thing you ask her. I said, yeah, because I know her. And if you give her the choice, because she's a child, if you give her the choice between eating something good and having a donut, she's going to choose the donut every time. If you give her Coke or water, she's going to choose Coke. So I always remind her, because she gets constipated, hey, you need to make sure you're drinking your water. We send her with a Yeti cup. We send her with this. So you need to make sure you're drinking. She's like, you know, you just, you always... What'd she say? You always question everything I'm doing and and you left your child in my care. And I said, and that won't happen again if this is it. And I said, and your husband doesn't have any right to touch my child. I can't believe that you would say that, Nicole. He would never touch her. He loves her, blah, blah, blah. So to be quite honest with you, I can't remember how the rest of the conversation went. All I know is that I eventually, um, we hung up. She told me um, that she would. She was driving back to the house is what she told me because she said, so you don't want him to do that. And I said, hell no, I don't want him to do that. She was driving back to the house. She said, when I get in, I'll have Riley call you. And I said, okay. So we got off the phone and I went inside and I told Jason the whole story. And he's just sitting there staring at me like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, and so then, of course, like almost like a fucking course, some bullshit yeah. like this. And then I start putting like everything together in my head. Yeah. No. I'm not, like, we're just processing at this point. And I look at Jason and I'm like, he touched her. I know he did. He stuck his finger in somewhere that he should not have. Yep. And that was a test. But, and he's using this as an excuse because he's a nurse practitioner. That I, I found this out later, but. I told Jason this almost reminds me of the Larry Nasser case, which if you don't know who that is, go look it up. But he was a, a gym, um, uh, what am I trying to, a chiropractor or mm. rehab person? Physical therapy. Physical therapy. Yeah. Or a chiropractor, one of those. I won't think they would have done a chiropractor for the gymnast. I feel like that's kind no. of dangerous. No. I, I, he was one of those. Here, I'll look up. You keep talking. Um, but he basically would use his position of power um, over the girls, and he would stick his fingers in their orifices while he was doing these treatments on them. And because they thought that's what was supposed to happen, they really didn't say anything um, until later. Um, Sports medicine physician. So he was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so, you know, we're putting pieces together, and I'm like, you know, okay, the bruises, the way he's acted around her, the way she's acted around him. And now we're in a situation where he decided that this was his opportunity to test the waters, to see what would happen, to see if Riley was going to react, to see if we would react. But he tried to use this because apparently we're stupid. So he tried to just say, oh, she was constipated and we were going to take care of it. So... Jason calls Teresa. Like, Im- right after that. Immediately. We haven't, Riley hasn't called us yet. Nope. And he walks away, and she she basically. She does the the same 
was it dancing song or whatever it is, song and dance yeah. or whatever it is. Oh, and she cries the minute that as soon as I called, she starts crying. Blah, 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 and I'm just I'm sitting there because I'm 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 already over it, and I'm just telling her, you know, like, you know, I don't know what happened. I was like, I wasn't on the conversation. All I know is what I was told, and I was like, I believe Riley and I believe Nicole. And I was, you know, the more I start talking, the what happens if you don't give in to her crying, she slowly starts getting pissed. Mm-hmm. So she started yep. getting madder and madder. And uh, I can't really remember how the conversation ended because I was just. And I went from being Nicole to your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was my wife at that point. Um, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure, didn't I tell you that she said she was at the store? Yeah. Yes, instead but, of driving home. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden we get another call after he comes back in and it's Riley at this point, but she's on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. So you know that they're right there and she's crying. You can tell she's been crying. And I said, hey, baby, what's wrong? And she tells me, I just have a really bad headache. And I'm like, does your tummy hurt? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. I said, your tummy doesn't hurt? She's like, no. I said, you don't feel like you have to poop? She's like, no. And I said, well, Gigi said, now I know she's sitting there. Yep. I said, well, Gigi said your tummy was hurting and you couldn't poop and there was blood all in the toilet. She said, there wasn't any blood. And you can just hear like, you can hear Teresa sighing and stuff like that. And um, I said, well, I said, y'all can give her some medicine for her head. There's some in her bag. And then Teresa's like, Mark, go get the ibuprofen, Mark. Get yeah. the ibuprofen. So Mark gets the ibuprofen. So I know he's there at this point, Making too. a big spectacle of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I talked to Riley. She tells me that she's okay. I said, baby, do, do I need to come get you now? She said, no, no, mama, I'm okay. You can come get me tomorrow. I said, okay. I said, um, me and daddy are going to eat, and then I'm going to call you back to check on you. What? So they did have the jet skis. They did, yeah. Yep. But sorry. that comes the next one. Yeah, I know, but that, I um, was just thinking, head, sorry. Yep. Didn't mean to jump ahead. Um, no, it's a random But yeah, blur. so I, I said, and, and I made sure, because I knew they were there, I said, we're going to order our pizza and we're going to eat and I'm going to call you back. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to call you back. She's like, okay. And I said, take your medicine, drink some water and lay there and let your head feel better and just calm down. She says, okay. So then I get back on the phone with Teresa, and I said, look, Teresa, I said, um, I was not trying to accuse you, first off, of anything, but I said, you know, you didn't deal with that situation the right way, and she was done with me at this point. She didn't, was not interested in anything I said, um, and I can't remember what she said. It pissed me off, but I said, um, I said, oh, it's funny how you can act all high and mighty with me on the phone, but the minute your son calls you, you turn into a crying little bitch. No, that's not, that was the. No, I said it that night too. I don't know. I thought you said it only on Sunday. I said it both. Um, so anyway, we eat dinner, call Riley back. She's okay. We go back to the hotel, but both of us are just, I mean, you know, night ruin, anniversary ruin. It's, it's literally the day of our anniversary. Yep. So we go back to the room. Took Bas- everything we had, not but uh, by the point we had gotten back, she'd have been asleep anyway. Yeah, I mean it would have been late because this occurred at like six or seven o'clock. Yeah. So, um, and you know, and 
the more I think back, I'm like, I should have called my mom or something, but I didn't want to put my mom in a situation or my dad in a situation. <laughs> not that your dad. Yeah. yeah, not my dad. So me and Jason just felt like, well, the best thing we could do at this point was just, you know, leave it as is because I knew that nothing else was happening at this moment because they were probably freaking out, you know, um, because of how we reacted. Um, so we got up as early as we could the next morning and we left. And this is where Jason just remembered the jet skis. Cause I would not talk to Teresa anymore at this point. And yep. Yep. So what we talked to, you called Teresa. I called, yeah. No, we had talked to Riley first. Yeah. And she said that they were supposed to take the jet skis out, but she didn't want to go on the jet ski. She just wanted to come home as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay. So then I was like, well, put Teresa on. I, I tell Teresa, I was like, well, she doesn't want to go on the jet skis. Mm-hmm. And they were waiting for Mark to get home from work. Yep. Yeah. And, and that just ruined their day. Yeah. So then Teresa texts my phone and says, what time do you want to meet? Riley doesn't want to go on the jet skis. Yep. So I had Jason text her back. <laughs> I just wouldn't even communicate with her. So we drive straight from Orlando to where we usually meet to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And we get there. And, well, no, I think we get there first somehow. You know, yeah. we, you know, we, it was only a three and a half hour drive. You know, nothing, you know, no reason for them to mm-hmm. somehow get there yeah. before us. No reason at all, right? Well, they pull up and it's... Of course, and we all knew that Mark wouldn't be there, and it wasn't Mark. It was Teresa and Mimi. Mm-hmm. Yep. So get out, and I'm unloading. I'm getting Riley's stuff and putting it in the truck, and Nicole takes Riley in to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't make eye contact with Teresa at all. I got right out of the car. Riley gets out of the car. I grab her hand immediately, and I said, do you need to go potty? She says yes, so we walk in. However, the line was really long when we walked in, but I was basically trying to get her away so I could ask her what happened so, because yeah. I've taught her at this point, like, if anyone ever touches you, you have to you have to tell me. Yeah. So we walk in, and the line's long, and I said, baby, can you wait? We'll stop in, you know, at the next place. She says, yeah. So I said, wait a minute. Come here. And I turn her around. I looked at her. I said, baby, what did Mark do when your tummy hurt last night? And she told me, he made me go in the bathroom and he made me bend over and he put his finger there and he started pushing and I felt it go in. And I said, you mean in your behind? She's like, yeah. And I started screaming and he just kept pushing and Teresa said, it's okay. It'll just take a second. I said, okay, baby. That's, that's, I said, thank you for telling mama. That's all I need to know. And meanwhile, I'm outside. And he doesn't know yet. Yeah, I'm outside. I'm talking to Teresa. I think I know I was outside. I don't know if I was talking to Mimi or Teresa. I can't remember who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Teresa and she was just, I, I can't remember what we're talking about. And I think everything's, I mean, I know everything's not okay, but I thought we were going to talk, you know, I was kind of telling, no, no, I was, I was kind of telling Teresa, you know, the fucking rules basically. What yeah. the hell is going to be happening from now on? And keep thing. in mind, the whole plan was that I wasn't going to get involved because I was going to lose my shit if yeah. I did. I'm the temperamental one. So I was going to let Jason talk. And I was. I was taking care of it. But I didn't know any of the stuff coming on. So comes out. And I can't remember. I honestly don't remember 
because it's all a blur, and you'll find out why exactly how it got started. So I I remember. Well, I'm so sure you do. I'm not. My memory is the best one. I walked. Riley was walking out, and I said, "Baby, go tell Gigi bye." And she walked uh, up yep. and gave her a hug. I, I remember this now. Teresa turned around, and I'm I'm trying to get Jason's attention, and I'm mumbling. Like, out of the side of my mouth, I'm mumbling, he touched her. He did touch her. But at the same time, Teresa looks at Riley and says, now, what are you? What story are you going to tell your parents so we can just deal with this now? And Nicole didn't really hear it. But because I I'm trying it. to mumble that he did touch her to Jason. Yeah. And, yeah, so Jason hears it, and Jason goes, excuse me? And I said, what? And she... Teresa repeats the same as they. I was like, she's like, I want to know what story she's going to tell you so we can just go ahead and get it straight right now. And I go, Riley, I was like, go ahead and get in the truck, baby. Mm-hmm. So Riley gets in the truck. It's running. Yep. Jason, so you know. Jason shuts the door. <laughs> He's standing kind of in front of the, the door, but maybe like a little to the side. And I'm standing yep. facing Teresa. She's at the trunk of her car. And she goes, are we three okay with what happened here? And I said, no, no, we're not. And Jason goes, no. And I said, um, I said, I, it's not okay. I said, we should have been contacted if something was wrong with our child. I said, you know, what occurred never should have happened. She's like, um, you know, he's a nurse practitioner, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't care who he is. Yeah. I didn't give my consent for him to treat her. I said, and he should not be around her with her clothes off. She's like, so he should never be around if she's, like, getting out of the bath or this or that. And I said, no. And Jason's sitting right there, and he's yeah. like, no. He's like, I don't go in the bathroom anymore. No. Unless I have to. He said, if Nicole's not home and she absolutely needs my help, he's like, I will go in there. He said, but... I'm not around her anymore when she's undressing in the bathroom, in the bath, nothing. And she, I mean, she couldn't believe that. She was just like, yeah. th that's just ridiculous. I said, well, my dad doesn't go in the bathroom when he's at my mom's or when she's at my mom's, yeah. you know. And she proceeds to say he would never, he would never touch her or something like that. And you're accusing him. And I just lost it. I said, well, then why the fuck did she just tell me that he did? And her whole face just changed. It turned white. I said, yeah, that's why I took her inside. So I could ask her what happened. And she told me, I said, I turned her around, said, what did Mark do when your tummy hurt? And she told me flat out what he did. And I said, that is touching her. That is inappropriate. And I said, and I don't appreciate it. And she kept getting closer to me. Well, she tried to get, she's like, well, what do you ask oh, her yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. She said, Let, well, let's ask Riley and tried to open the car door. And Jason stepped in front of her and pulled her hand off the car door. Yep. And I said, no, mm -mm. you are not going to interrogate her and intimidate her into telling the story that you want us to hear. I said, we're done with that. I said, you're grooming her to tell us what you want us to hear. And she said, that is not true, blah, blah, blah. Why didn't she tell me that? And I said, because you never fucking listen. You don't shut your fucking mouth long enough to hear yep. anything anybody's saying. So at this point, she's walking closer to me. And I said, Teresa, get out of my fucking face. Teresa, back up. Teresa, you need to back up. And she hit me in the side of my head. 
so hard that my head flew back. My sunglasses flew off my head to the back. And honestly, I blacked out. But the next thing I remember is I was hitting Jason. <laughs> because I tried, I was, go, I was coming back for, but he jumped between us. I don't remember hitting him. Yeah, jumped between them pushed, and pushed Teresa back. I wish I'd have pushed her fat ass over. Oh, Yeah, I don't. And I, I just remember looking at her, and I was shaking at this point, and she just goes, sorry. <laughs> and I said, oh, I bet you're real fucking sorry. So she goes and gets in her car, and about this time, Mimi gets out of the car. And I walk over, and I'm looking at Mimi, and Teresa rolls her window down, and I know she called Mark. I mean, I don't have, like, proof. That, uh, that, but I, she was I know, talking on the phone. Yeah, but she's listening to what I'm ta- telling Mimi on the phone, or what I'm telling Mimi while she's yeah. on the phone. And every time I would talk, she would start talking over me, which was her thing. And I would just look at her and I'd be like, "Teresa, shut the fuck up! Like you don't have any say. Shut the fuck up!" And I, Mimi was like. You know, we just need to calm down. Mark would never hurt her. I said, he touched her. And Teresa's going, no, I'm never going to see her again. You're going to take her away. And I said, you're damn right. Yep. You're damn right. And so she Somehow tried- that's all she was. That, that, that should speak to, to it as well. That's, that's what she was concerned about. Yeah. That's what she was. Con- she, you know, never any anything else. So, and I said something. A lot, I was just basically venting to Mimi at this point and saying, none of y'all have ever liked me. Mimi's like, I liked you. And I said, well, thank you. I said, but you know, she's never liked me. She's been holding on to this forever. I said, I bet she feels real proud of herself right now that she hit me. She's been holding that back for a while. And Mimi said, you know, she likes you. She just, you know, she always feels like you're stepping on her toes when it comes to her. And I said, I'm her mom. I am her fucking mom. I said, it is my responsibility to ask those questions. I'm sorry that she has no maternal instinct, but I am her mom. And Teresa pipes up, and I said, Teresa, would you just shut the fuck up? If you'd shut your mouth, then maybe you could actually hear what other people are saying. And she wiggles her fat ass out of the car again and starts coming around. So I walk away. She's like, come on, right now. Me and you are going to talk. We're going over there. She does this like two or three different times. And every time I just get in her, and I put push her away and I'm like get the fuck back to the car and at this point I was almost smirking at her every time she got out and tried to run towards me because I knew she couldn't get to me so it was it was kind of comical because it was literally like everything that I wanted to yell at her forever I was just letting out yep I can't remember everything that I said I know there was a lot of f-bombs in there and a lot of telling her to shut the fuck up um it ended with yeah Mimi Mimi basically told us to go that nothing was going to get resolved today and you got in the truck and you told you said Nicole just get in the truck just get in the truck and I was standing up looking over the hood of the car and I was like I was yelling at Teresa still and I'm like Teresa I I turned into real white trash at this moment you know I was oh my god I swear you're reading my mind because I was just sitting there thinking I was like this is like a white trash showdown because it is literally happening in the a gas station lot parking. of a Mar- McDonald's and gas station combo parking yeah. lot in the middle of Podunk. Yeah. Oh, I turned into real white trash for a minute and I was just yelling at Teresa and calling her all kinds of things. And Mimi's like, Nicole, just get in the car. Just get in the car. And I said, she's a fucking coward. That's why she hit me. She's a coward. And so... 
We get in the truck. I, mean, I drive maybe 20 feet to the back of McDonald's, <laughs> and she's like, pull over. I'm going to throw up. So she throws up. I get, yeah, I just burst into tears, get out of the car, throw up. I look at Riley, and I, I just can't even believe yeah. what has happened. I Like, I'm just looking at her, and I'm like, my little girl, like, I put her in this situation. Like, I cannot believe that I did this. And she... I still have a picture because I took a picture of my eye that day. I might have deleted it at this point, but I took a picture of my eye because I had a little bit of a black eye, and she's in the background, and her little face mm-hmm. was just... She was so upset because her mama got hit. Oh, yeah. Like, she wasn't even concerned about her at that point. She didn't care about Teresa. She was so mad that I got hit, and she watched everything, you know? And I tried staying in front of the window so she couldn't see, but, I mean, I can't block her. You yeah. Know? Um, so Riley, then she's all hyped up though. And Jason calls my mom because I I was like, I want to go see my parents, you know? So Jason calls my mom and he tells my mom what happened. My Ugh. mom is flipping out. Uh-huh. She is pissed. My dad surprisingly was being calm. Um, so we're on our way there and we hang up with my mom and Riley is all hyped up and she's telling us that. From the time we got off the phone with them the night before mm-hmm. to today, that Teresa rehearsed with her what to tell us, would ask her over and over again, so what, what are you going to tell your mom and dad? So what happened? So your tummy hurt, right? So just anything yes. that... So if you had, like, if we had, for some reason, had any doubts, like, that just, that would doubly erase them away. Yeah. Like, why would you be rehearsing if there was nothing done that yeah. was wrong? Yeah. But apparently she, over and over again with her, just rehearsed. Like, And then Riley told us that on the way, this is a smart little kid, on the way home, she said she closed her eyes and pretended to be asleep and listened to her and Mimi have a conversation about us all yeah. the way there. And I... You know, I mean, keep in mind, she's eight, so she can't remember all the details and everything. But um, basically, it was along the lines of, you know, what what was going to happen, what to tell us, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Um, so, I didn't go to work the next day. Um, yeah, we had a lot of uh, stuff to take care of. Um, for, I mean, first, just the fucking stress. I think I took off, too, didn't I? Yeah. Um, I remember me and Riley went to the store and then as the day, I didn't make her go to school or anything. And as, or well, I guess it was summer boys and girls club, I guess. Um, as the day's progressing, she's telling me things all day long about that day and about what happened. And she proceeds to tell me that, you know, that her tummy did hurt, but it wasn't that bad. And that, um, she said she was constipated and the way Mark did it was he said he was going to wipe her. So he wiped her to see if there was any, I guess, poop on the toilet paper. Which I don't fucking understand that. And there wasn't. So then he said that it was probably stuck up there. And so he needed to check. And they apparently even tried to put her in the bath. So he's in there when all this is occurring and Teresa's in there. Puts her in the bath. Tries to let the warm water, like, do whatever. And then he makes her bend over. And that's when Riley was like, I knew that it wasn't the right thing to do, but I was scared. And then she, that's when she told me again that he pushed his finger up there and was like touching her. Um, 
And then that immediately when he did it, she said she ran and sat on the bed because she was crying. And Teresa was like, it's okay. It's, you know, it, it's going to take just a second. And he said that they needed to get a suppository and enema. And Riley asked what that is. And Mark told her, well, a suppository just goes up your, your butt and it'll help you go to the bathroom. And an enema puts water up there and then you'll poop. And she said she started crying more and ran to her room and shut and locked the door and apparently was banging her head into a pillow, which is why she had a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things were very, you know, very, very hard to hear. Yeah. And then, you know, you're obviously faced at this point with like, okay, well, obviously like this is done, done. Like. Oh yeah. Way more than fucking done. We're done, done. done you know, um, the next day I reached out to Jason's cousin's wife and said, Hey, you know, I, can I talk to you for a second? Like, I just need some advice. So I messaged her kind of what happened and she never even responded, you know, except for, well, I, I, I didn't even say it was Teresa and Mark to begin with. I just said, if this happened to your child, how would you take it? Because I feel like when something like that happens, you have a lot of like, you know, am I blowing this out of proportion? Because, you know, she's just constipated. Like, you know, yeah. maybe his thinking's different than mine. Am I being stupid? Like, you know, and she tells me, because she has a daughter too, she tells me, well, I would go to that person and just, you know, set your parental limits and what you expect and blah, blah, blah. And I then I just was like, okay, well, it was Teresa and Mark and this is what happened and, you know, um, be careful with your kids around them, essentially, you know. And she never responded. Yep. And then I started getting unfriended on Facebook. Um, yeah. But meanwhile, we're, we're we're taking the appropriate yeah. steps on our end. Well, I was con- just saying within like a 24-hour period. Yeah. <laughs> just getting, like, but yeah, so. We're trying to figure out the right thing to do from our side and end up, what is it? Um, is it defects? Yeah, so yeah. we, within like. I guess a couple of days. So we, we had to find a therapist first because, I mean, you could file a defects report, but we, honestly, you hear so many horror stories about defects. We were terrified. Yeah. Because I didn't want anybody to ever think that I put her in that situation, you know. Um, so we found a therapist first, which was a nightmare in itself. God, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. Um, finally got in touch with someone that could get us in, and me and Jason had a, virtual consult with her told her everything that happened and she decided along with her supervisor that this was something that needed to be filed that it was a sexual assault um so they filed a report with defects that was a joke um honestly because a guy did come to the home within like what 48 hours or whatever 48 hours but apparently the person assigned to the case was out or too busy or some weird shit yeah. Um, and this person was, I mean, nice as could be, but not helpful at all. Well, and he seemed so helpful in the beginning, but then he told Jason that we had to file a police report. And the other part of the story is that Mimi was the mayor of that town. Yep. And you had to file a police report. Where it occurred. Yeah, where it occurred. Well. And she had been mayor for a while. So, I mean, she practically hired all the law enforcement people. There. Yeah. So, you know, we're, like, stressing out. Jason calls, and she answers the freaking phone. I get, like, I'm 
I call like a random number, like a, not a random number. I call like a sheriff's, the sheriff, because that's technically the county, not the city. And you're like, well, I'll forward you to, to the city. And I was like, fuck, I don't want this. But I was like, okay. And it was Mimi. Yeah. I just hung up. So, and you know, in the meantime, like he had contacted the defects guy back and he was just like, well, you, you're going to have to file a report and blah, blah, blah. So luckily, you know, I know plenty of people too. Um, so I have a couple of colleagues that um, their husbands were in the. Um, they're in law enforcement. They're in law enforcement and they're detectives. So I was able to talk to one of them on the phone who got a case basically set up with the sheriff's department in Bryant, uh, wherever it was. I don't remember which jurisdiction. But anyway, set up the um, set up the case for me. And um, I did, within like a couple of days, I had a guy come and interview me. But it was kind of weird. He didn't, he didn't talk to Jason or Riley or anything, but, which was fine. Um, but he interviewed me. Um, and then Riley had to go through a, like, what they call forensic interview. So it was yeah. basically an interview with the child um, to tell what happened. And then that way, if it goes to court, they don't have to repeat it. Um, they use that interview. And so when we took her, we weren't allowed to talk to her about it either. We, like, we were not supposed to have any conversation about the event. So when we took her, we just had to sit outside, and they took her back, and um, they talked. And um, the guy came out, and he basically told us, he said, you know, um, a child doesn't, the the things that she said in the interview, they definitely suspect something that a, yeah. the thing about children is they're very honest and a child can't lie and make up, you know, events like, especially with the way they ask the questions, you know? Yeah. Um, so they definitely felt that something was wrong. So, um, she went through that. We got her in therapy. Um, basically the defects case finally got to talk to a defects caseworker. Um, they basically determined that, well, they, they couldn't talk to Mark because he had lawyered up at this point. Um, and so, where does it go, the district attorney? So, eventually, it ended up getting, like, once the case, or they finished the in investigation, this is my quotations, mm -hmm. air quotes here, it goes to the DA. Well, I got the DA's number. Finally, that was a pain in the ass itself. Yeah. Called the office and it took literally like a month to finally get an answer. And they said that the DA decided not to move forward with it because it was a he said, she said. Yeah. Even though, regardless of what the uh, defects determined. And unfortunately, there's not a true list that defects can contribute like his name or anything to. No. Like they told me he would be on like the abuse registry or something. And then I like Googled it and there's not an abuse registry anymore. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't exist. Unfortunately. So, um, so basically over the next, like, you know, the next, I would say six months to a year was really hard. The first six months was very like, you know, I can't believe we haven't heard from anyone. I can't yeah. believe that this happened. And I think all of us were like, um, you know, going through all these milestones of like, okay, well, we hit the holidays. So, 
you know, we got to like my birthday first, which my birthday, um, I did get like a message on Facebook from like a couple of people saying happy birthday, but, um, there were people that like had unfriended me, but not unfriended Jason, which was kind of comical because yeah, it was like, you know, well, I didn't do this, you know? Um, so we, um, I would say Christmas was kind of hard. I would say that we all probably overcompensated with Riley for that. She had a really big Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom really went like overboard because, you know, Riley was so used to having the other side of the family in it, and Christmas was hard for her. Um, yeah. And then her birthday, birthday and Easter came the next, like April, and that was really like, we were like, okay, well, if they're going to do, if they're going to do anything, it's going to be for birthday or Easter, and nothing ever came. So we were like, wow, like, yep, this really is it, which is fine. It yeah. was just kind of like the shock of the situation. But they didn't even. But the crazy thing is, they didn't even try. That's yeah. the craziest part. Yeah, like no one tried, and no. and honestly, I thought if anyone would have tried, it would have been Mimi, um, or your cousin Jordan. Yep. Um, to say like, hey, like you know, um, we want to talk to you, blah blah blah, you know, um, but no, not one single person has even tried to reach out, and it's been almost two years now. And it's been, aside from you know. The fallout of what that what happened, it has been the most peaceful, too stress less in terms of that. There's plenty of other yeah. fucking stress. Um, in terms of that, since she's been in my life, yeah. So, and I would say Riley's doing well. Um, she's been been through a lot of emotion. Like I would say, the first year she had a lot of anxiety. A lot of things did come out from going to therapy that, um, like, she would, like, think things were her fault. Um, I, there was one specific day I remember she went to therapy and she was having a hard time for whatever reason. I can't remember, but um, I guess they had a kind of a difficult therapy session. And when we got in the car, I never asked her what they talk about because it's not my business. That's yep. why she's there. We told her from the very beginning you know, whatever you say is safe unless you're going to hurt yourself, you know, or someone yeah. else. But, you know, if you want to tell me, that's fine. If you don't want to tell me, fine. Um, and she just kind of broke down and told me that, like, after that, she would sit up in her bed and think, like, this is my fault, you know, and, you know, just like the normal emotions you go through. But yeah. um, so that, you know, that was hard. And she she would. She used to not say their names. She would. She never will talk about Mark. She'll kind of mention his name now, but she would say she who must not be named. Yep. Um, and anything that had anything to do with them, like if it reminded her of them or like it was a big trigger. Yep. Um, couldn't. Yeah, there's so much we couldn't do. Wouldn't go into Belk forever. Oh, yeah. That was a big milestone. Belk was like they went shopping all the time there. So she would not go. And we had to go. She needed a shirt. I can't remember what we were doing, but um, she needed an outfit for something. And so I asked her if, you know, I said, hey, look, we can't find anything else. I mean, we live in a small town. So I said, we could probably find something at Belk. And so she said, but you have to hold my hand. So we actually went to Belk 
and we walked in the door with me holding her hand. She closed her eyes. We got in there, and she opened her eyes and took a deep breath, and she said, I did it. You know, and you, that's something so small, but yeah, it was huge to her, you know. I mean, and it was huge to me, too, because, I mean, for months, like, she wouldn't even go there from with my mom and didn't want any clothes from there either. Like, don't get her anything from there. Um, and then this past, like, Christmas, she had a, a dream, like, on Christmas Eve that, um, this, this just lets us know that she doesn't want to go back, but yeah. on Christmas Eve morning, she woke up and she came in the kitchen while I was making coffee and I could just tell something was wrong and I was like, what's wrong? And she came in there and she just hugged me and I sat down with her and she told me she had a dream that we went up, um, to see them and we were leaving her there. That's never fucking happening. Yeah. So, but I would say now, all in all, I mean, Jason's been going to therapy, you know, mainly because besides all that, he just had a lot more to unpack with, with her and with a lot of other things. But I did not go myself just because and she needs to. I need to. But at the time, it was it's very expensive. expensive. Shit, yo. <laughs> it was very expensive. Yeah, I mean, we owed them. Expensive thousands of dollars and then thank the lord jason got a new job in that time with much better insurance so it's not as expensive now nope. and i'm on his insurance now so if i wanted to go it'd be a lot more financially feasible at this point um but riley is actually supposed to get discharged this thursday yeah fingers crossed so well we'll see yeah and that's the story yeah I'm sticking to it. Yep. Yep. Well, I know this is a lot longer episode than all the other ones have been. We're about an hour longer than what we normally go to, but we wanted to finish this thing up. Yep. Um, thanks for sticking with it. Honestly, don't know how long we're going. I, I will leave this posted. Like, I might let it sit for a while and then take the whole thing down. You know? Yeah. This is more of a therapy session or therapy sessions for us than anything else. And, you know, we got it out. Doesn't make it any easier at all, but no, probably we'll take it out off offline after a while. So hopefully it helps somebody, you yep. know, know that you're at least not alone, you know, but if you have any questions or, you know, email, whatever email you said, I don't remember the Come room on. above the room above pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. There might be a better one coming. I'm, I'm working on some stuff. All right. Well, thank y'all very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.